everyone. Josh Rimini here with my buddy Ryan on your Functional RX podcast. Props to you. That was a little more uh, lively than your last intro. Uh, well, you I, must. You're really fired up, up for this one. The, I woke up after the first one that we talked about, which has got my juices flowing a little bit. I gotta. Have you ever? Li- do you listen to your podcast? I do. Okay, I was wondering. I do too. I, I listen to every single one. I listened one. to the CBD one on an airplane ride okay. home once, and I was I was actually impressed on how it flowed. Like it was our first one we right. tried and everything. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't really like my voice when I hear about it, but other than that, I think it's it's good because I get to it's 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 cool because I'm actually got a voice that's bigger than my one-on-one consults, which is cool for me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so... so I've always the, wondered, did you listen to your podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like you can't not. You right. know, it's out there, and yeah. you're like, oh, I gotta hear what it says. I gotta hear what... I, cause, How and dumb plus, did I sound? <laughs> um, so this week, we're actually going to talk about uh, the food you eat, uh, healthy or not healthy, Uh could actually make you sick uh, in a way. So we're going to talk about food sensitivities today because it's a topic that's becoming more direct to consumer, if you will. It's becoming a little more known, and it's something that I've learned about in a, as a part of my functional, functional medicine studies, uh, becoming a functional medicine provider, um, is a big component of what can be making people sick that they didn't realize, you know. Um, and I think the the rabbit hole of this is you think that you're eating healthy and you're doing what the traditional, what Dr. Google, our, our favorite guy, he told you to do and you're either not getting the results you want or you feel bad or worse and it's because you could be sensitive to some of these very healthy foods. Well, that's the thing is what if you were sensitive to something like chicken? Which or you, ob- you had to, to do. I did a food sensitivity test and we'll talk a little bit about them today. Um yeah, I tested for cucumbers and chicken, and those, those are, are like, things that I eat a lot of. Yeah, those so, are like two of my favorites. So the the so we all know what an allergy to food is, right? Like a, a a typical anaphylactic peanut allergy. You eat it, you swell up, you die if you don't stick yourself with an EpiPen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you got to go to the hospital. Well, that's a typical food allergy, right? Your body's mounted a very specific attack against a food, and they're pretty severe right Mm -hmm. what we're talking about today is a food sensitivity so it's a it's still an immune response so technically it is an allergy but we call them sensitivity reactions okay it's an underlying reaction and so why what's the difference between an allergy and a sensitivity then well there's different types of antibodies that we have in our immune system so typically those anaphylactic allergies are IgE mediated, which all that means is they come quick. And they don't come on the first round either. Most people don't realize they don't have an allergy until they get an exposure to it. So it's mm. typically the second or third. Yeah, the peanuts, the shellfish, those are the common ones we see. Yeah, so those those obviously make you <laughs> sick, right? They make you die, yeah. so they make you sick. Well, we're talking about food sensitivity reactions, which are typically IgG-mediated, which means you may not realize – how they're affecting you until it gets to more of a chronic component. And I'll explain a little bit. So, and then we'll explain about some of the things that these sensitivities can cause. So, you know, it's a different kind of allergy um, that you may not even know, and it's probably a food that you typically eat mm-hmm. because. 
the reason these sensitivities mount a reaction, these antibodies, these IgG ones that we specifically are talking about today, are because you have constant exposure. If you had no exposure, the, then the body wouldn't need to mount a response, and those those allergies would quote unquote die off, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why we now can test for these things, do a modified elimination diet that's specific to their triggers. And then we get to see how the health benefits come. So a lot of times we'll get to this space with people when we've tried other measures and they still have these symptoms like chronic pain, joint issues. Think of anything that causes inflammation, Um, foggy thinking, irritable bowels, stuffy nose. Like do it right now with me. Like hold one nostril and breathe through that nostril. Is it completely clear? No. So you're somewhat stuffy, right? You have some sort of inflammation going on. Oh, yeah. The other one's better. Now, some people realize some of their trigger foods, right? They realize if I eat something, I feel terrible. And not just gut-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten into, like, what do they call it? Like a food coma? Yeah. It's not just blood sugar, right? Go on down to Shima. So you, you can find me at the food coma. <laughs> so it's not just tons of food and blood sugar issues. Sometimes people have... Gluten's a great example. They know if they eat something with gluten in it, they're going to not feel good the next day. Again, it's a food sensitivity, not a full-blown celiac, yeah, right? Yeah, because if you were, you know, celiac or whatever. Like you would you'd... blow up in a second, right? right? Or in the next day, it would be very pronounced and it would be micro doses, right? Mm-hmm. But if you eat a beer and pizza and you get bloated and you feel kind of crappy the next day, you might have a sensitivity mm-hmm. to gluten, and that's what they call non-celiac gluten sensitivity. That's kind of a different test. Hmm. But within the IgG sensitivity, if gluten shows up, that that's an indicator that we might look down that rabbit hole mm. to think maybe this person is celiac, uh, non-celiac gluten sensitive. Hmm. Um, and there's other ways to look at that. But, you know, foggy brain is something that could be caused by the inflammation that is caused by the immune response to these IgG or these sensitivities. Um, so, it, and it's very common. Almost everyone has reactions to these things and there's a reason for that um, because they manifest themselves without you kind of reeling. Like all of us have some permeability in our gut. What all that means is, you know, if in a perfect world you eat a food, right? Mm-hmm. And your, your digestive system takes over. It starts when you start chewing your food and mm-hmm. enzymes will actually start producing in the saliva that are going to break down the foods. But as we go through the whole, you know, we did, what, what grade did we learn digestion, right? Yeah, like my my third or fourth grade. this stuff now is we all assume the food we eat gets assimilated, broken down into its parts and absorbed naturally the way the body intended it, right? Well, mm. Gut health, our cell lining of our gut is only one cell layer thick. So we have this barrier that's just like our skin, right? Our gut is a barrier. So we want to keep the bad things out and we want to put the good things in. Mm -hmm. Well, what if your gut got slightly permeable? We call it leaky gut. So Mm -hmm. some people might have heard of that by now because it's becoming more of a, a known thing in the functional world. We talk about it a lot, but it's really intestinal permeability. That one cell layer gets gets compromised these junctions open up a little bit and they're called tight junctions and let's say you're on a proton pump inhibitor nexium or um, 
Prilosec. So you don't make an acid. Mm-hmm. Where you make the acid, buddy, your, your pumps are stopped. So you don't get the acid to break down the protein. You don't have the digestive enzymes, and you're stressed out, and your 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 toxic environment in Charlotte is toxic load is high because we have all these chemicals, right, in this world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, detox is a whole nother podcast <laughs> that I love to talk about, but it's a little doom and gloomy. Uh, what today? We'll just assume that we we'll have do that a lot, one on a rainy day. We'll assume we have chemical burden these days, right? Um, so you put all that together, your gut gets compromised. Stress is a big factor in that because everyone's stressed out and it affects your gut too. So your microbiome's off, these tight junctions open up. But the long story short is we can't digest our food properly and hamburger goes through instead of its protein content, right? The amino acid profile. Mm-hmm. Our body recognizes amino acids. It doesn't recognize hamburger. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to. Right. So little, let's just call little pieces of hamburger go through the gut the body sees that and says, hmm. That's not supposed to be here. Well, at first it's tolerant. Our immune system's supposed to be tolerant. If it was on active mode all the time, we'd be in autoimmune dysfunction, right? Hmm. We'd have autoimmune disease all over the place, which is on the rise, by the way. And some of it has to do with these functional things. But hamburger goes through. The immune system sees it. I don't recognize that at first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tolerate it. I'm going to let it go. And, and, and it's going to be okay. Well, more hamburger comes through. I just saw that yesterday and didn't like it yesterday, but I thought it was okay. And now I'm kind of on alert. So I'm going to create these antibodies, these little IgG guys that come around and they're going to scavenge and they're going to kind of try to get rid of some of this stuff because I don't really know what it is. Well, that's the immune response. Just like when you cut yourself, that's an immune response, right? Mm-hmm. You have an overabundance of immune function that's why we get swelling right that's Mm -hmm. why we get pain there that's why we get heat yeah that's all just that's what's happening in the gut so think of inflammation in the gut now is causing some of these things that might manifest themselves in a way like foggy thinking you know why that happens we have a gut brain connection it's true it's there our gut is our second brain so if our gut talks to our brain and the gut's not working well because it's all inflamed and we don't necessarily feel it down there but that might be causing our foggy brain because hmm. an immune response is hyper elevated. Uh, or it could be something in the gut like irritable bowel. Well, what if we're mounting all these things going on? Irritable bowel's on the rise. What if we have that stuffy nose that we just can't peg? Well, what if it's just food that we're eating? So we have these sensitivity reactions, but our environment and our lifestyle is making these things worse. So there's a couple things that affect that or, or cause that, right? And it's it could be genetics. It's always multifactorial. Yeah, it could be genetics, and you could just be born with some of these sensitivities. But you were talking earlier, you know, it could be that you're too stressed. It could be that you're not sleeping well. It could be that you're, um, you know... I don't know anymore, but those those are the two that you had said. We, well, there's personal lifestyle modifiers, mm-hmm. right? Things like stress, nutrition. Uh, you know, stress is major on our gut. It's not just our brain and doesn't make us sleep well and makes us irritable. Yeah, I get all that stuff. Well, it affects your gut too. So if you're stressed and you're drinking alcohol, you know, uh, moderate drinking's okay, but they really say girls get one guys get two per day no more and then it basically but even that just... two per day is causing a down downward spiral so you just add all the factors in and it's messy it's kind of like a snowball effect right you know one gets bad then the other one gets bad then you know it's all 
worse. So we have these sensitivity reactions that aren't true allergic reactions. We get this process in our environment of our gut that causes it to be leaky. Our leaky gut causes these food sensitivities, which causes that downstream effect of these chronic conditions like achy joints, foggy head, whatever those things might be, irritable bowel. Um, so if that goes unchecked, this low level of inflammation just keeps stem around and all these things causes these unwanted symptoms. Mm-hmm. So what can we do about it, right? Well, mm-hmm. we can test these sensitivity reactions now. The whole thing with the genetics, food sensitivity, you know, stress panels, these tests weren't either available to us re- until recently or they were too expensive to right. think Just about, right? Modern technology and science. So I used to have to send someone to a lab to get a serum draw, to shake up the vial, put it in a centrifuge, send off the kit, and then it was more expensive. And then I could do this test and I could talk to people about it. Well, now... We've per- some labs have perfected this where I only need five drops of blood to do the same food panel. From like a finger prick, right? From a finger prick. Yeah. So I can prick someone's finger, which is doable, right? I can do yeah. it here at the store. We send out to the lab. Uh, we can test for 90 foods. This is this is includes things like, you know, almonds, apples, beans, kidney beans, anything, sweet potatoes, um, tuna, trout. Oh, I'd be beef. so sad if beef was one of my bad foods. Well, we're going to test you, and we'll, we'll come oh, up with this plan. Uh, I grill 24-7. Well, here's the deal, though. But Don't make me just grill veggies. There's a difference between beef and bison, or there's mm. beef and elk. There's oh, other, there's other meats that we can provide. You know, These are the common foods that are right. on here, because each individual test on that 90 food panel costs money right Right. so the more foods you test the higher the cost is so we kind of take a law of averages and we can't a la carte it we can't just choose the foods we want because you don't know some of these foods come up that you don't eat it's not Mm -hmm. it's not an exact like oh you eat these foods you're leaky they're going to show up when i did mine i was definitely stressed uh i was probably drinking more than two beers on some days like on weekends so i was getting a little more burden basketball games yeah maybe <laughs> um but 33 percent of the foods that i eat or that were on the panel showed up at some mild moderate or severe sensitivity hmm. so what i do is i can test somebody now pretty in pretty not not invasive right it's right. just a finger stick um they don't have to go to a lab we get the results and then I go over the results with the per- with the patient and we come up with a personalized elimination diet because there is some science behind these sensitivity reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have to eliminate them. You can't say, well, I'm just going to limit them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way because these antibodies will be produced if there's more exposure, right? So how long, like say I did eliminate something from my diet to see if it was something that we were sensitive, how long do I have to wait? So I typically say for the severe ones it's usually 90 to 100 days the reason for that is an igg aller uh, antibody it's half life the, how long it stays around half of it goes away in 21 days so in science world five and a half half lives is when something goes completely away so you take half of a half of a half of a half of a half right if you do the math that's 99 point whatever percent so all gone in five half lives so Mm -hmm. roughly 90 to 100 days so i have to 
we have to talk to patients about the importance of that because it's it's a little bit all or nothing on the severe ones on the mild and moderate ones well they're not as severe right Mm -hmm. so they may not be causing as much issue and i take the common sense approach yeah if you could clear 30 percent of your diet in 90 days that would be great but then we were not going to get any buy-in because they're not going to eat anything yeah, people right? are going to be so mad it's gonna be like i can eat four things i like, mean if you eliminated good steak either. that would be 90 percent of my diet well hopefully it's grass finished <laughs> and hormone and antibiotic free it's big green egg finish that's for sure um so that's that's kind of how it works like you can test these things now that are relatively inexpensive uh comparably to how they were you can get a, a, a personalized approach to it, and you might solve some problems that you couldn't solve before. Mm-hmm. And I feel I felt much better when That's I, what did I was going to ask. So, like, if you were sensitive and you did it, and what what was the results? How did you feel? What? So for me, it was a little bit of inflammation, because um, inflammation is from stress level, but from I felt my head cleared up a little bit. It's, these aren't like these aren't 90% changes, right? right? These are things, but you do notice, like I did sleep better. My knee pain, you know, I have mm-hmm. a knee issue. My knee pain went better because gluten showed up mm-hmm. and I like craft beer. So I said, I bar none, 100 days, I'm going to cut out gluten out of my diet because I already suspected I might be non-celiac gluten sensitive, this antibody to gluten was just another part of my story because I had done some genetics and I've mm-hmm. got some traits that might predispose me to celiac in that 5% rule. But you were able to actually test it and then retest it to see, was this effective yes. for me? So if you do an elimination, because the goal is to, these are this is the only diet that I teach. Everything else is a food plan. Mm-hmm. But for me, an elimination diet isn't meant to be permanent so mm-hmm. i do that um i gotta shut my phone off my, my apple watch but uh <laughs> you do this elimination diet for 90 to 100 days and then you can retest and see if those sensitivities went away or got less severe right mm-hmm. and that's the that's the the retesting on all these things is is a confirmation of what you've done because people like to see it we can do it a different way too well the the whole thing on elimination diets is we can do a a elimination diet without the test but this is just testing to make sure you know exactly what you would need to eliminate not just the common triggers like gluten and dairy or citrus right and then this is kind of for another episode but you can reintroduce some of these foods back into your diet and see which one was affecting you or you can change the lifestyle if that was a lifestyle trigger to then and that would be more of like your health coaching to kind of dive into was it a lifestyle issue was it more of a genetic issue was it more of a nutrition issue yeah everyone's personalized plan is just that everyone's different we personalize it because some people have problems with their adopting lifestyle change some people have you know issues with stress reduction and what they do there or if they need to help adopting it into their lives they need a little coaching you know Mm -hmm. they gotta use the professionals for what they're worth we retest a lot of times because people gotta see it right you gotta see it on the paper to validate it but you can you can introduce when you do the reintroduction of these foods after you do the elimination you can only do one at a time right Mm -hmm. so you do one at a time you do it in moderate 
you know, portions. Like, you don't just eat an egg once if egg came. Like, you have to eat a couple eggs. Mm -hmm. But then you, you monitor how you feel. It's also being mindful after you eat. We don't, we're not mindful eaters. We don't eat food and then see how it made us feel afterwards. Only if it made us feel really sick, right? Right. But if you're, if, if you've gone through a whole 90 days or 100 days of an elimination, you're probably going to feel better anyway because you're going to eat a little smarter. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, they can even do our Clean 14 program on top of it. Right. Just don't use the foods that are on the plan. Right. Um, but you reintroduce one food, and if that food made you feel kind of awful after you started eating again, there's a good chance you either have to take it out of your diet completely or we have to continue to figure out other ways to heal the gut as well. It's right. not if that gut is leaky, there's ways that we're going to work on to heal it. Mm. So the way I know someone has a leaky gut without actually doing an expensive test for leaky gut, which you can do, is if they score high, let's say 30 to 40% of the foods that are on that panel scored in some severity, I know they're leaky cuz it's slipping through, right? right. It makes common sense. The other thing is, you know, you know, you, you eliminate it and you feel better, but then you can, you got to heal the gut too. So we, we do a little process where we heal it as well. So kind of next steps, if someone wanted to kind of go into this IgG, what would you suggest them to do? Well, if they're interested in the test, we have them available here at Dilworth. Um, you can even go on the website and you can, you know, I think right now we have it set up where we, we have to initiate the the appointment but we can easily set it up so where it's a service on the page because mm-hmm. we're, we're writing that now where you can you can hit the page make the appointment to do the finger stick uh, we send that out within a week or so we get the results back and then we make the appointment to go over the plan mm-hmm. which is a mini plan for your your elimination diet and then we we can monitor your symptoms along the way to see how you feel gotcha awesome we're the accountability people in that space too, right? right? We have a nutritionist on staff to help guide somebody. Because that's the hardest somebody. part. You know, you're telling me 90 to 100 days to eliminate foods that you love. So having that accountability is really what most people need. Which is why we have a health coach on staff and a nutritionist. Because the nutritionist can help you with ways on how to understand the food and prepare it depending on your lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely things you can do online. There's things you can do to pick up food that's healthy and clean for you. But we also have health coaching. And you know that's the accountability piece because it's, it's a little daunting. You know, I had... I'm working with someone now. It's like none of the dairy came up, but the casein protein came up, which is the byproduct of, of dairy. dairy. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you got to cloak. You got to hit out dairy. And she's like, I love cheese. I'm yeah. like, here, Sorry. Just, this is only 90 days. Anybody can do something for 90 days. But we have the health coaching that says, all right, you know, we got to work you through this process and we can do it. There's definitely healthy alternatives to the things you shouldn't or couldn't do. Right. Right potato sweet potato like Mm -hmm. those kind of those kind of healthy adjustments awesome i like that one that was fun yeah (laughs) 